0: Okay, good morning. So here we are again at the start of another beautiful day. It's cold, maybe a bit rainy at times, but still beautiful. And it's a great setting for our next day of Dharma adventures. So just a quick review before we move on to the next stage of the instructions. So far on the retreat, we've been developing a strong foundation of mindfulness of the body. And we've mostly been using the breath as our home base. And then yesterday, we started to explore, in relation to Vedana or feeling tone, what are known as the six sense doors. So opening up the field of awareness to include seeing and hearing, smelling, tasting, physical sensations, mental activity. And as a way into that, I suggested with the walking meditation, what we call rotating through the senses. So using the body and then seeing and then hearing. So we're just gradually opening up the lens of our awareness now to include slightly more complex aspects of our experience. And that means we need to keep strengthening the sati and the samadhi So that we can stay present with more than just the breath, without getting distracted, without getting entangled in those other sense experiences. We'll be exploring that in a few minutes in the guided meditation, but just first to say a little bit more about the quality of sati, or mindfulness. As I mentioned in my talk the other night, there are lots of different nuances to this term sati that might not be clear from the English word mindfulness. And because there are these different nuances, different teachers, different traditions tend to highlight different aspects of sati. So some of you may have practiced with, in different traditions, with different approaches, and maybe at times felt confused, but by what may seem like conflicting instructions. But ultimately, all of the mindfulness instructions have the same purpose, to bring awareness to what we're doing so that we can see clearly and develop insight, new understandings that free the heart and mind from suffering. So no matter what approach to mindfulness we're using, if it's helping us to stay present with our experience, to know it clearly, then we're on the right track. And actually we can use these different approaches to mindfulness to our advantage. So we can learn how to apply the most appropriate style to whatever's happening in our practice in that moment so that we can stay alert and balanced. So for example, in some approaches to insight meditation, mindfulness is presented as quite an active practice of knowing or noting every aspect of experience as it's happening, moment to moment. And this approach at times, it's almost like a computer game where we have to shoot down each object that comes into awareness. Sort of, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So some of you might be familiar with the Burmese Mahasi tradition, which uses continuous mental noting to stay connected with our experience in a very detailed way. And this can really help refine the precision of our mindfulness moment to moment. And when we're in the flow of that, it can feel like we're seeing and experiencing everything almost in ultra-high definition. Whole new experiences start to open up to us. That approach sometimes is misunderstood as being about Almost a pinhead focusing or even fixation on the object, or at least that was how I misunderstood it pretty early in my own practice. I would hear the mindful instruction mindfulness instructions and think that I was supposed to almost lock the attention on the minutia of experience and keep it there without moving. And this built up so much tension in my mind that at one point I just had to stop meditating because it was almost like I was about to blow a head gasket. Ah! There was so much tightness there. This was because I was really, well, at that point, pretty skilled at knowing all the details of what was happening in the nostrils, but I was completely clueless about what was happening in the mind, and I wasn't aware of that build-up of tension So I hadn't understood at that point how to be mindful of the mindfulness itself. I hadn't understood how to change the approach so that I could stay more balanced. So I need to learn to pay attention to the attitude in the mind, as well as the specifics of the objects that we're paying attention to. So... As you're going through the day, if you do notice that the mind's starting to get tired or tight, you can change to a more receptive mode of mindfulness for a while. And with this style of mindfulness, rather than sort of going out after the objects, we just settle back, relax, and let them rise into awareness in a more passive way. So again, I just want to emphasize that the breath is not the only object that we're supposed to be paying attention to. It's very common to believe that the breath is where it's at and everything else is secondary to that. And while it's true that we use the breath and the body as a kind of a home base to keep coming back to, to explore from, this repeated coming back strengthens the quality of samadhi, the non-distractability and steadiness of the mind. And then once we have some steadiness of samadhi, we can let the sati just connect with whatever is predominant in our experience. So rather than immediately coming back to the breath, we can start to open up to all six sense doors, as we were doing yesterday with the mindful walking so mindfulness is not so much a fixed static state or quality that we're trying to get or achieve it's more a way of relating to our experience it's about being present with whatever's happening as it's happening with an attitude of non-reactivity or kind curiosity as I like to say And this attitude of warm interest is important as an antidote to any tendency perhaps (coughs) for the mindfulness to become distant or detached or clinical. (coughs) So as you go about your day today, you might start to be mindful of the quality of the mindfulness itself and to notice how we're relating to experience. And like all relationships, it's constantly changing. So part of the skill we're developing here is to know when to apply which approach to mindfulness. As an analogy, we can think of mindfulness as being like the lens of a camera. So sometimes we're zoomed into to the tiny details of our experience, like the macro setting on a camera. We can become aware of an extraordinary level of detail. It can be totally fascinating. And this zooming in can happen quite naturally at times. But at other times, that kind of precision can become tiring if we're trying to get it. So if we notice the mind becoming tight, tense, contracted, then we can metaphorically open up the lens of the camera. So we start to take in a more wide-angle or panoramic approach. So now the mindfulness is covering a wider range of objects. It doesn't feel as focused or concentrated as the macro mode, but it is still mindfulness. It's just taking in a broader field of awareness. And because of that relative expansiveness, that can help the mind to relax. We just settle back and we receive whatever experiences present themselves, at any of the sense doors. So the advantage of this is it can bring in more relaxedness, more spaciousness. The potential drawback is at times that spaciousness can slide into spaciness Mm -hmm. or spacing out. And if we notice this happening, then... That's a signal to come back to that more focused approach again. Choose just one object, anchor the attention there, let the samadhi build, and then when you're ready, you can experiment with opening up again. So, in the guided meditation this morning, we'll start with the breath and the body, and then we'll open up to include the experience of hearing. So tuning into the sense door of sounds. And using sound as an anchor is a way to help the mind to relax. Because unlike the breath, we can't control sounds at all. Obviously we can't make them happen. All we can do is settle back, relax and notice when sounds arise we're continuing with this bare awareness. So that means we don't need to identify what the sound is, get all caught up in what kind of bird was making that call. Instead, we just note or know hearing, 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 for as long as the sound lasts. And at times, perhaps for a few nanoseconds, there might be no sound, and then we can simply know silence. And in this process, if at any time you recognize you've got lost or confused, again, coming back to the home base of the breath and re-establishing mindfulness of breathing to get the sati and the samadhi. Okay, so let's give that a try.